she could give a speech and talk about world peace all she wants to, but they're not going to remember that. That, That's exactly right. You are exactly right. And that's the point is that's what they remember because your mind is taking pictures all the time. What's architecture really about? Archispeak is a show that dares to peek under the architectural kimono, exposing what architecture really is, what it is that architects really do, and show you why we are passionate about our chosen profession. I'm Evan Troxell. Join Neil Pan, Cormac Phelan, and me as we have a casual conversation about all things architecture, which includes all the stuff people don't talk about. Think you already know what architecture is really about? Tune in to find out. Time for some Arcuspeak. Welcome to episode 20 of the Arcuspeak podcast. I'm Neil Pan. I'm Evan Troxell. And I'm Cormac Phelan. And to start us off, Evan has our friends of the show for this episode. All right. This week, we had a $20 donation from the Die Hard Company. That's it for this week. One donation, but a good one. Die Hard Company. Thanks. We appreciate it. All right. So let's talk about architecture and photography this week. So playing a little bit off of an interview I did um, last week or the week before with NoVeg, they hosted it online, and uh, America McKeel and another woman, Emily, from EHDD joined us, Emily Billows. We talked about presentation techniques, and one of the questions that came up during that conversation was, um, do you pay for professional photography after your projects are done? You know, how important is that uh, for when you're showing projects during presentations, but also how important is it to your marketing materials and stuff like that. And something that I've been kind of contemplating for a while is taking a little bit of a spin on that. I think we want to talk about that a little bit, but taking a little bit of a spin on that too is do architects care about the building after it's been photographed? Um, Cause I think, you know, I hear a lot of times I hear people say, you know, you, I wonder how that's going over there at that, at that project. And, and I, and I hear some people snidely say, oh, who cares? You know, we've, it's already been photographed. So I don't know what you guys think about that, but I always think that that's kind of a, a typical response. I don't know if anybody really means it. I mean, maybe they do, but, uh, I hear that. What do you think? To kind of go off of, uh, the first part of your thought. Yeah. Too much. Sorry. About, no, 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 that's great. But I mean, <laughs> you know, often I see a lot of people um, present their projects. And I've worked for places that present projects that are basically just photographs that they've taken, you know, on a job site visit or something like that. And it's not well composed. No, you know, no good lighting. And... um when you present it in whether it's the website or you know marketing material it looks amateur and i always worry and i always think that the clients or potential clients look at it and think the same thing yeah you know and thinking to myself you know you're going after projects that are like 30 million dollar projects you know 70 million dollar projects or even the small project i mean a few thousand yeah it doesn't matter you know it doesn't matter it should you're trying to represent yourself um in the best possible light i mean 
Neil, a great example is your website has got some fantastic photographs of some of your projects. You're a sole practitioner, and you have got good photographs that illustrate your projects and what you can do and what you can bring to the table very professionally. And then I've seen people who think who've got 20 to 50 man firms that basically just have somebody who's got a instamatic camera that goes out there and snaps a couple of shots during a field visit or something or during a punch list and they just look like crap and then they use those as their marketing material and you got to wonder why i mean yeah you know that you're you've been paid well enough to go ahead and you know well keep, you should be budget i mean it should be part of that budget i would think it it should be it should yeah. be because i mean this is stuff that you know you should take pride in first then you should also use that as the you know future marketing and it's just baffles me yeah I, i'm 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 totally on board with what you're saying and i think that if you're not doing that i think that those are mainly the things that clients care about i don't think they care about plans um what the, what they care about is referrals right what other people are saying about you what's your reputation and what does your work look like because that's really all you have um you could paint a picture you could show sketches you could you could show plans, but I think when, what people really want to do is they want to see how the architecture feels to them. And the only way to really do that is, number one, to go there. But number two, you know, typically that's not going to happen. So they want to see photos of it. Well, before, you know, before, that even, before they even take the step of going to um, look at some of your work, they're going to probably do a web search. They're going to find, you know, your website. They're going to take a look at how you present yourself. And if the way that you're presenting yourself to the public looks cheap and amateurish, then you probably aren't going to get a second look or you're not going to get that second call of like, you know, hey, we were interested in your uh, possibly hiring you, but uh, your website looks like crap. You're not going to get that call. (laughs) Probably no. (laughs) We should, though, you know, kind of call people out on, you know. That'd be helpful. Because, you know... um, Oh, I, I'm I'm sure you guys have gone to many a uh, architectural website, and you know you those are like the good, bad, and uglies. You know, well, I I think it's I or Cormac, thank you for saying so about the photography that's that is on my website, and that it was taken um, professionally. I have a friend of mine who's also an architect, but he's also a professional photographer, and. Um, you know, he, he did, uh, one of my projects, you know, just as a favor for me. And then another one of my projects, my client actually hired him because I recommended him and they, um, they actually, um, brought him down there twice, uh, one time to do the, you know, inside and outside of the, of the building that, uh, that we did. And then they brought him down another time, uh, based on his suggestion to actually, uh, at a family event. And so he took photography of them actually in the in the building using the building and uh it it was made you know for a family and um what what's cool about that is they're now making a book a coffee table book based on his photography and they've recently contacted me to get like sketches and some of the philosophy behind you know what we did and why we did things and um 
and they're going to turn it into a book. But uh, and that, but that's for that particular client. So they're spending a few dollars for this, obviously. But um, I was able to tag along, and and they authorized me to use some of the photography, uh, not with the family, but uh, just without any people uh, to use on my website. So I didn't have to pay for that one. And so I mean that that's a great way, you know, that I was able to to get that photography was by suggesting, you know, somebody who I knew, um, you know, to actually do the photography and then just kind of piggybacked on, Hey, do you, you know, is the client okay with me using, and are you okay? I mean, he owns the images. So, uh, I had to get his authorization and, you know, that helped cause he was a friend. So, um, but what's also interesting, let me, let's turn this around a little bit is that, um, when another one of my projects that he shot as a favor to me, um, he actually used that photography on his site to actually, cause he, he sells imagery of his photography and it's not just architecture. He does landscapes and, you know, other still life and other things like that. And so he has a website where he sells these images and he's actually sold, uh, some of the imagery that he took from my place. So that's kind of the way he worked out the payment issue in, in this case. Uh, so, you know, those are some ideas on, you know, maybe how you can get some photography if you're a sole proprietor, you know, if you know somebody that can do good photography, or if you, you know, become friends with somebody through different networking, uh, opportunities, you know, you meet some photographers, get to know them, find out a little bit about what they do, how they do it, and then see if you can work out something where, you know, you can recommend them and maybe the client ends up paying for it, but you can, you know, get, get four or five you know, or six different or, or good images that you can then use for your site. Because Cormac, I think what you said, you know, you don't want to go out there and throw out, you know, just, just cheap or horrible imagery, you know, or the guys in the field takes a few snapshots. Oh, that you know, Hey, that's halfway decent. We'll use that. And it's like, no, there's a big difference between somebody just grabbing a, a photograph and a professional photographer. And, um, you know, that that's, it can make a huge difference. Well, and a lot of times you're going to be going up against somebody else and chances are your competition has professional photography, you know, exactly. and, and then what <laughs> it's, it's like, okay, we're comparing apples and oranges here. It's, it's obvious. Right. right. And, and you, you don't get the nod just, just like you get passed over immediately when it comes to that. Yeah. I think, I think it's hard when you're, you know, a small firm, to find a way to afford something like that. Um, you know, just to go hire somebody's going to be, you know, pretty expensive when you're not, you're not making a lot of money on a remodel. So, you know, another thought that I've, that I've kind of employed, uh, a little bit as well, using a little bit of social media for this is that on my, you know, my sites, uh, or my company's, uh, Facebook page, I'll post, you know, snapshots that maybe I've gone out to a job site and, you know, I see some interesting construction going on uh, or, you know, maybe just uh, anything. And I, the way I the way I kind of look at it is if I'm just kind of posting a quick image to Facebook or to my company's web, Facebook site or to Instagram or to throw out on Twitter, um, those are kind of maybe more acceptable because you're just kind of sharing that. Sure. You're sharing it publicly, yeah, but the idea is it's not your face to a potential client, you know, and, and everybody kind of accepts, Hey, these are just quick snapshots. Well, that's um, what, to that's throw behind out. The, that's behind the scenes. That's, that's what architects should be doing. 
it's just part of their day-to-day is sharing that kind of stuff. And you're right. It's totally appropriate in that circumstance. But exactly when we're talking yeah. about marketing, we're talking about right. professional we're, we're, images. We're talking about standing suit and tie, standing in front of a client, you know, doing the song and dance to sell who you are and what you right. can do. And you can't go in there, you know, um, just kind of half-cocked and with poor imagery and you know, like a, you know, the poor salesman speech and things like that. And, and that's what I think some of these bad photos do. Well, if you're apologizing for your photos in your presentation, there, there's, that's a, that's a pretty clear indication that there's a problem. Exactly. Well, you know, I think it's really interesting because I, I've been a part of several of these kind of online marketing and uh, interviews and, and webinars and, you know, whatever. Um, and, and that question seems to come up on almost every one. Should I get my projects professionally photographed? Yes. And yes. Yeah, the I answer mean, is always a resounding yes. And I know Mark LePage on Entree Architect has talked about it too. I mean, he, he should, should my work get photographed? And, and that's all he says is yes. And uh, next question. Yeah. Right? I mean, there, you know, you can't expect, you can't sit and explain it any more to them other than, you know, you could say yes, and sure, they're going to ask why, you know, and a lot of people are going to say, well, you know, it's really expensive and stuff. Yeah. But it's more expensive to lose the project over bad representation. That's a good way to put it. You know, and I, I mean, I worked for a firm in St. Petersburg, and um, they were. You know, they they had some good photography early on, um, but it wasn't, you know, professionally done. And they made a, con, you know, conscious effort to completely redo everything that they did and go out and spend the money um, for each of the projects. And, and a lot of times it was built into the budget of the project that we will have these uh, buildings once they're finished professionally, for, you know, photographed. And the photographs on their websites are absolutely incredible. I mean, you know, you can see a lot of times that when somebody does like the photorealistic renderings and you look at it and you're like, wow, is that real or is that a rendering? I mean, you look at these photographs and you're kind of wondering that they just don't look, (laughs) they don't look real. I mean, they're just, yeah, that just happened to me. I I just went out and had one of my, my projects photographed and I was out there with the photographer, which I think is the only way to do it. And, uh, my wife looked at the photos and she's like, that's real. (laughs) And I was like, usually it's the other way around. Usually you're looking at a rendering saying, is that real? And, but, but now you're looking at that and saying, that's a really nice rendering. (laughs) And I thought, how how odd, how the tables have turned, you know, things have gotten so good. Exactly. And, you know, and the way that they market themselves, I mean, every time they go, you know, and we can expound on that and, you know, talk about consistency of, of what you're present, you know, of how you're presenting each of these either photographs or, you know, floor plans and stuff like that. And that's not really the point of what we're talking about, but you know, when you sit there and, and I remember the early photographs that they, we had and we were in, we're in a, in a uh, presentation and you just and you're kind of standing there and you're looking at them, you know, because this was, you know, when I first got out of school and, the you know, they were taking me to kind of learn 
um, just kind of observe um, presentations. And I'm looking at their presentation was fantastic. I mean, these guys knew how to get up there and sell and talk and do everything. But I was looking at their photographs and they were just horrible. I mean, they <laughs> they sucked. And um, and I was just like, you know, how you're so you're up here and you're selling yourself and you're just, you know, talking your heart out. But it's the image that it's the beauty pageant, right? It's it's. It's what kind of image are they going to take away from this? Yeah, he talked really good, but uh, did you see those photographs? Well, Man, and you they can suck. and you can complain all you want about how that wouldn't be fair, and that's not what it should really be about. But but, but it is. It it is. <laughs> that's it's what that... it's about. And I mean, that's why people watch beauty pageants on TV. Um, you know, I don't want to offend anyone. Miss Iowa or whoever is going to be is going to look amazing in a swimsuit. Right. And, and that's what she's being really judged on. It's, it's like that. That's what people are watching for. They're not watching for. She could give a speech and talk about world <laughs> peace all she wants right. to. But or they're try. not going to remember that. that that's exactly yeah. right. You are exactly right. And that's the point is that's what they remember because your mind is taking pictures all the time. Exactly. Well, and, and you okay, hold on a second, Cormac. You, you bring okay. up a good point the, about the beauty pageant. Um, and then something I wanted to point out, you know, we, we asked the question, should you get your, your work photographed and in the answer? Yes. Right. But, but I, I'll throw a little caveat in there. Not every project deserves to be photographed. Well, you know, you, and that, you've got your, you've got maybe your A projects or your mm-hmm. B level projects or your C level projects. You still projects. photograph them. You, well, ju- okay. you might not show it, but there might be a reason. I guess sometime. that's the, that's the idea is that, you know. Do you, do you, well, I mean, I'm, I'm approaching this from the smaller scale, you know, the, the, the small office sort of idea. And can you really afford to, you know, spend some money to get a photo, a job photographed that may not be what you want to present either? Well, the ones that you're talking about there though, you, you could go out and buy a, a decent camera. It doesn't even, not an expensive one. And you can photograph those, right? Absolutely. you've, You've got to have something. Oh yeah, yeah I'm, not, co- I'm not saying you don't photograph it at all, but what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is that you know pick and choose your projects, you know that are going to best show what you want to put out there on your website or in your You've presentations, pick your best. right? Yes. You got to pick archiving the archiving and stuff. marketing. They're two different things. Yeah, yeah archiving yes. and marketing, two completely different things. And and to photograph, and I think what Evan's trying to get at is photograph all of your projects, and that's for you to archive but you know market your best projects yeah market your best projects or your best images and, yeah and and that's what you know you spend the money for you know that's what you i mean because you're right you're trying to put your best foot forward and show these people exactly what you can do and so that's what you spend the money for you know the old adage of you got to spend money to make money and in this particular case it's absolutely true Well, let's talk a little bit about what a photographer brings to a photo shoot, not, not equipment, but, but what does, what do they have that we don't when it comes to capturing these images? I mean, obviously there's expertise, but what I've found so many times is, you know, I've seen this building and and I can tell the photographer, I want these three angles for sure, because I, I know them, right? 
like the back of my hand because I've been working on this for two or three years already. But I find what a photographer brings is a fresh perspective, right? More more often than anything, it's like, number one, you know, photography is, is about light first and foremost. And, and that's what photographers know way better than I do. Oh, yeah. And I- that seems to be... Not only is it a fresh perspective, but they know when to take that photograph. Yes. And I think and that that is invaluable. Absolutely. I, I've got a friend who I used to work with at a firm. She graduated uh, with her architecture degree and now runs a photography business because she's just a phenomenal photographer. Yeah. I mean, she has got... I mean, she may have been trained, but she's just got a natural ability that surpasses a lot of trained photographers that I've seen. She's able to capture um, light and all this other stuff. Now, she she does you know wedding photography, but she also does architectural photography. And the architectural photography, you know, like that corner that you were talking about, you may know that corner, and you know that you want to show that corner, but you know you'd go up and you'd just take a photograph of it to get you know so that you could show an example of like this well detailed corner or whatever She's in the dark gonna... with your cell phone camera well yeah of course <laughs> you know that photographer is going to go up there and they're going to watch that corner they could watch that corner for an entire day just to say okay the best time to get that corner to really speak to you is at this time of day with this time of you know this kind of light and this kind of like shadowing to create this kind of depth and that's what make you know the composition of all of those things is what makes a great you know uh, photograph and to be able to understand that is what makes a great photographer and as much as and I realize that the way why we're talking about this is as much as we as architects who are a very creative uh, bunch want to think that we're able to do that unless you have some kind of training now you're you're not going to be able to catch it the same way yeah and right because it's 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 something that's going to really sing to you and if it's not going to you know if you you know look at it and you're like eh, you know that's yeah that's a great you know photograph it's either a great photograph or a great photograph. Yeah. And there really is a difference. Yeah. I've, I've been on a few photo shoots and one, something I really like about them is like, man, they, I love it when, when I I just tell the photographer, put me to work, you know, what do you need? And, and I found, you know, when you're doing that, you're automatically going to start seeing your project in new ways. You've got to move furniture around. You might have to crawl around on the floor. You might have to get up to move something here and there. And, and you're going to work hard, but, what I love is, you know, you're doing that and, and you, you're laying on the ground and you roll over and you look up and you just see something that you've never seen because you never thought to look at your project from that angle. And what I love about it is it, this is maybe the last time you're going to see the building, but you're still learning about it, even after it's done, even after you've gone through that whole process. That is such a cool thing. And I think that when we get to tell stories like that, through our marketing and and through our websites, that's when we start to connect with people. I mean, they people want to know about this stuff. They want to know about the experiences that we have. And and this is another opportunity 
to not only tell the story how we've always seen it, but to tell that story in new ways. Well, you know, something I learned um, with uh, some of the photography that, that was taken on some of my project or my projects, uh, because I know the photographer, and we'll have a link in there to to his site. But the techniques that are, that he employed, not just um, say hardware, you know, cameras, lenses, um, how to get light into certain areas, and and yeah. you know, how to manipulate it right. uh, so that you can get a good shot. But there was, you know, there, there, there's a site, there's a photograph, actually, it's, um, it's on my website, and it's like the background hero image for my company's Facebook page. Uh, but it's, it's an image um, taken of a porch area in this one building. And, you know, when you look at the image, it looks perfect. You know, the, the line, everything is straight, it's perfectly lined up. But if you've been to the site, you're like, there is no way the human eye can actually see it that way because, you know, I mean, to us, you know, things, they bend, they, they, you know, as they go out of our, into our peripheral vision, you know, things start to curve around us and that the camera sees it that way. And so what was interesting, because I, I asked him about, I'm like, how did you get that? I mean, what kind of lens did you use? And he's like, well, you know, used a really wide lens, one. But two, afterwards, there's, you know, techniques and things that they do in Photoshop to kind of straighten certain images and to get that shot looking right. Yeah, you um, do some lens correction. and Yeah, there's kind of exactly. And it's like, whoa, holy smoke. I mean, you, you may, you know, dabble in photo, you know, Photoshop techniques, but I mean, this is like... This is hardcore stuff, and it's also very time-consuming, you know, but you get a fantastic shot. And it's not like you cheated to get the shot. You just took a good shot that you straightened out, in this case, to make it look right to be an image. Well, he knows his tools, you know. And he does know his tools, exactly. And I think that's a huge part of getting great photography is when that photographer knows their tools so well that they know how to achieve something that, you, you wouldn't even be able to dream of achieving, right? Oh, yeah, no, exactly. Or, you know, I mean, you, you'd you say, oh, I can't even get that shot because, you know, this porch is like nine feet deep or something. How do I get this? I don't, you know, I don't have lenses for this. And even if you do have a wide lens, it's going to get so distorted at the end, you know. But anyway, I don't mean to dwell on that. But it just, the idea here is that the photographer brings what you guys were just saying about, you know, being able to, you know, see it with a fresh eye and to be able to see, um, you know, how the light plays in certain areas that you may not have realized before, even with, you know, modeling it with shading and, and all of that, you, you know, in real life, how does this, how does this work? And they're going to pick up on that right. in ways that we, we don't, and then they can manipulate these images so that they look right when you see the image. Cause if you saw the raw image of this particular, you know, porch uh, element, it, it would be kind of distorted and, you know, it wouldn't look right, yeah. but the corrected one looks right. And it's like, yeah, it's like, wow, I, I had no idea that he had to work so hard to do that. And that's really what you're paying for. It's not necessarily you pay a guy with a fancy camera, you know, so don't think that, okay, I'm going to go buy my, you know, D500 and and be able to achieve the same thing. You're not. You're buying the pro. I mean, that's what you're buying. 
Well, and it's much the same way. Why are you hiring an architect? Why are you hiring an architect? Exactly. Right? You're hiring the architect because of their expertise and so on and so forth. And maybe we can get into that in another episode. But I mean, that's what you're hiring these guys for. Yep. Guys or girls. I'm not, not to exclude any photographers here. All right. So I, I have an opinion on this, but people or no people. In your Ooh. photographs, <laughs> oh. because uh, so, architects so don't like people in their photographs. So, so here's uh, here's a comment that I use often when I'm taking pictures. Um, I'll wait and I'll wait and I'll wait till everybody's <laughs> out of it, and I'll take the photograph. And my wife will say, "You know, why don't you want uh, any people in there?" It's like, look, if I wanted people in my photographs, I would have designed them in there. <laughs> <laughs> They're just messing it up. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, "They're in the way." Well, you know, you're always talking about, you know, the human scale and everything. I'm like, yeah, yeah, human scale out your, yourself out of my picture. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, the reason I bring it up, you know, I'm I'm preparing for an enormous interview next week. And we've, we're showing tons of project photography. And uh, it's very apparent when there's no one in the photograph that that photograph is all about us. And when well, you are, when you are marketing to somebody now, I, I, I know there's times when you don't want anybody in it. Right. But when you are marketing to somebody, it, it should be all about them. And, and I, you're if right. you don't have people in your photographs, um, number one, it does look like a rendering. Um, even though there are tons of, Blurry, oh, was, blurry, floating people in lots of renderings out there, but it it should be about them. And you want your space. This your architecture is for people. And I think you know. And this is you know. I've kind of swayed back and forth on this as I've thought about it for a long time. And I think like right now, I'm definitely on the side of people. Um, and and I I can tell the exact same story that you just did. I do the same thing when I'm taking photographs. Um, when I'm just out shooting, but. I really, I, I think this is a big issue that a lot of architects struggle with. There's so many times we see photographs that are just so stark and lifeless. And number one, it's lifeless. Number two, you don't have an idea of the scale sometimes. Um, so there's there's a lot of issues with that. Well, I, I th- you know, I as as much as I joke about it, I think if you're marketing, the um, I, I kind of teeter both ways. Uh, you know, I do want photographs that are you know clean and stark just about the building if i'm trying to market you know to other architects to other architects about <laughs> what we're able to do because we but do if that all the time oh yeah yeah you know because you know we don't make we're marketing for... to the wrong people here exactly guys. <laughs> you know architects if, aren't hiring us if you uh exactly because they can't afford to <laughs> but uh no, if we, you know, I mean, people are for renderings. Uh, people are not for photos. No, I just want, I wanted to say that. Anyway, <laughs> when you were talking, when you were talking out and you were talking about renderings, I was like, you know what? That's where people should be in the renderings, <laughs> not in the photograph. Just get out of the way. Well, think about, <laughs> think about putting in a proposal for a new school and well, somebody says, yeah. you know, show us examples of flexible classrooms, right? 
And so you're going to show photos of classrooms. I, I can't tell you a more boring photograph than a classroom with no one in it. Yeah, because how could you actually right. tell that it's flexible if you don't see the people who are using the space? It's a learning actually using the space. And that and that's why I, I was you know I, I made joke about my own personal one. But if if you're marketing, you're marketing architecture. You're marketing successful architecture, and successful architecture is only successful with people. I agree. You know, and so you really should have people in the picture. Um, to actually, you know, to show scale, to show the use, to show, you know, um, just to, you know, just to oh, actually... a sense of movement, people moving yes. through the space, people, people using it. I mean, and that's really what it's about, I think. Yeah. Well, I, I you know, I, I, I do think a lot of people struggle with that. Um, and there's a lot of photos that I have with no one in them. Like you said, you know, like I, I went to, um, Mesa Verde once national park. Or National mm-hmm. Monument, whatever it is, oh, in Colorado. Place. And I went on this awesome tour where we got to climb up the ladders and go into the cave, the cliff dwellings. And and I hung out until everybody left. The whole tour had walked on so that I could snap my photos. Because, I mean, to me, like there, it makes sense. Yeah, I don't want anyone oh, in yeah. it. It's a, it's a ruin, right? It doesn't deserve to have people in it anymore. In, my, in these photographs, these are artistic photographs that I want to take. Um, but... You know, I also, it was painful to wait. And, and if someone stepped into that photograph, oh my gosh, it was like, oh, you're, you're ruining my shot. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> but but when it comes to my own projects and and the marketing aspect of it, man, yeah, you, you want people in there. It's okay. nice to have people in reflections of glazing and, and all that stuff. You know, it's right. it's not... It doesn't always have to be someone right in the middle of the shot. They could be halfway on and halfway off, like walking into the scene or, or anything, just to give you a sense of the humanity of the architecture. You know, we could have a completely different topic to talk about. And it could be, how can you tell an architect on a tour of a building? Because yeah. they're, the they're the last person in line. And they're always, <laughs> you know... True. Come on, people, let's looking go. And they're, like, and they're like snapping off shots. Um, and, they're, and they're always looking up and bumping into people because they're not paying attention <laughs> yes. to where they're going, right? Well, yep. yeah, that too. Oh, that's okay, just so, everybody so, walking and texting, Neil. I think you're mistaken. Oh, no, that, well, then you're looking down. Yeah, not true. Up. Well, you know, and, and I don't want to get off topic here, but I actually, um, so yesterday went went to a um, job site, you know, had our uh, progress meeting and everything else. And so... You know, before we went back to the office, was having lunch, and I was asking um, the the girl that's working with me. She's a recent graduate, and I was we're sitting down, and and I noticed that she's looking around the room, the building. You know, looking at all of the details and stuff, and I, and we all do the same thing. And I asked her if her perspective from the way that she used to view spaces before architecture school and now in the profession has changed now that she's been schooled on trying to understand and design spaces. And, you know, I mean, I guess, again, completely off topic from where we're going, but, you know, it's just kind of interesting that we're, we're all talking about the architect kind of, you know, wandering off and looking up and looking around and just, looking at all these different views 
And so to kind of bring it home to what we're talking about, I mean, if we're always looking at how the spaces look and feel and, and we're always looking at the people and how they're engaging in the space, why not go ahead and put them in the in the photograph? Why not be able to convey and show that idea that the space, this is how you use the space or this is how other people use the space? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, one thing that we run up against working in the public sector is there's a lot of times where we just we can't have anybody in our photographs. Well, that's right? true. You're not allowed so to. Photograph you're not allowed to. Yep, yeah, exactly. And the other thing that we run up against is that we're working usually up to a deadline where these spaces need to be occupied by a certain date. Right. And when is that project getting finished? The day before. So when do you photograph it? So you typically, you know. This this is this is the total anal side of architecture, but it's like I don't want a picture of that classroom after that teacher's crapped it up. <laughs> <laughs> you took you took what I was about to say. You know, you get to the point where you're like, okay, you know, ready to go take some photographs, and you walk in, and the teacher's got all of her boxes in there, and she's got crap up on the wall, and beanie babies on the desk, and yeah, you know. and you're just like, come on. You know, yeah. <laughs> just just one day, all I wanted to do was take some photographs of yes. the desks in place and in line and, you know, all this other stuff. But now you got your, you know, multicolor ABCs all over the dang wall. Yep. Yep. And yeah, then, that's then why I say when you go like, with the photographer, it's a lot of work because you're putting all that stuff, hiding it right behind the desk it. that you're taking yeah. a picture of. And then when you're done, you're putting it all back. <laughs> well, we we've talked about photography why it's important um to our buildings and, and and why it's important for marketing but let let's get to the second part here of something you know where where we started today do we care about the buildings after it's been photographed yeah yeah do we yeah i i do in fact i how much how much do you care i visit <laughs> i visit a lot of my buildings do you I've, I, I'm weird about that. I, I go to my buildings all the time, even the ones that I, I can't stand because I'm curious to see how, I mean, because again, I didn't build it for me. Yep. So I want to see how, if it's successful, what I can do better. Um, you know, just, I, I don't know. It's, it's, well, usually I there's had, goals, I had, there's goals way beyond just making the building. Right. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest goals typically is you want to transform the enterprise that occupies it. I mean, this is a chance for them to redefine who they are. And how are you going to find out if you did that, if you were successful? Right. It's by doing what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, I mean, I always make kind of just this mental pack with myself and, you know, this old the old firm that I used to work for they always go back to their buildings one year later. Mm-hmm. And I've always, you know, carried that with me. And I always visit for absolute certain that I always visit at least one year later. One, I want to kind of see how, you know, the bugs have been worked out, you know, people have oh, settled Oh, you mean in. it's not perfect? Yeah. You know, <laughs> and you can go in there and you can look at it. And, and it's actually, um, it's long enough time to have forgotten all of the pains of construction administration. You know, like, it's going to take me a while 
on this particular project in Annapolis for me to kind of go back. You know, I'm going to go back multiple times to see this building, but I'm going to go back in the more, you know, once I finish it up uh, before the school of next year, uh, you know, the, the school year of next year. And I'm going to remember all of the different skeletons that are hidden in those closets. Mm. And I think that going after a year, going after two years and things like that, you know, you've put all of that stuff behind you. And now you're actually seeing the building almost again for the first time as a building and not as part of the process. Mm-hmm. So so you're able to start to really kind of appreciate the building for what it is now and not what it was and what it did to you through that whole process. You've um, healed. Yeah, you've healed, you know. <laughs> the trauma's gone. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I mean, all I can think of right now, every time I go out to the building, isn't, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, I enjoy going out to all of these different meetings and stuff, and sure, they're kind of, you know, a chore, and, you know, the answering of the uh, RFIs and all the blah, 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 and everything else. I still go out there with excitement every time I go out and see it because, you know, as it, you know, more pieces get added to it, and more things get closed up, you know, you can start to see your vision kind of unfold. But that aside, I mean, it's still all part of the process. And so that's why I always go and visit projects because I want to start to see them as what they were intended to be. Now, the user, they're going to come in and they're going to come right into the building exactly what you were hoping it would be. You know, brand new building, fresh eyes, you know, fresh impression. New car they, smell. The new car smell, right. You know, and, and we don't have that. I mean, we have the, you know, kind of like night sweats of the feasibility study and the, you know, schematic design and the whole process. And, and and I think, you know, to give ourselves the opportunity, we got to go back. I think you're right, Cormac. We should, obviously, you know, and especially doing the type of work that you and Evan do more in the public sector and school work and things like that. I think it's critical, right? I mean, you have to educate yourself on what worked, what didn't work. Cause you're, at least when you're, I'm assuming, you know, when you're doing these schools, sometimes you're trying out different things or you're, you know, you're, um, you're trying to see what works, what doesn't work and, and, and things of that nature. In my line of work that I've spent most of my career doing in production housing, um, we rarely get the opportunity, A, to see our work because uh, it's oftentimes built out of town. Uh, and sometimes, you know, you, you do go visit it, but to a certain extent, a lot of the finish work, a lot of the detail. You're not you're not on the job site. You're not being asked a lot of questions, you know, from the contractor. You're very much removed. So it's a different sort of uh you know, it's a different sort of work. But um but even in my own smaller projects, it sometimes it's a little tough because, you know, you're usually dealing with people's houses and uh you know, private, so, I mean, you can private it, places. Yeah. It's their private places. And so it's not something you just drop in. Hey, how you doing? I want to come walk through the house. Although when I have done that, they're usually very excited to see you. And they're, 
you know, oh, look how this turned out. This well, is it great. Gives you a and, chance you know, to, stuff like that. You've got to touch base with those people. I mean, you do. And and I think it's good marketing, right? It, it's it's a huge deal when it comes to that staying in touch. You know, right? Um, it gives you a great chance to to ask them. So how's this working out? You know, right. How, right. how did did what did we do right? What did we do wrong? Um, you know, you, there, there's going to be things that they didn't want to do that you wanted to do, right? Um, or or vice versa, and and it gives you a chance to talk about that. I, I also again, I think this is something that Mark LePage. Um, brought up as well he i think his position on this was that it's his he feels like well maybe it's just part of his process he becomes really good friends with these people and so he gets it i'm sure he gets invited back i mean people that i work with you know they get invited over to their the houses that they've designed um because they're just turned into really good friends with the people and i think wow that that's an awesome testament to to that process and what they went through and what everybody kind of endured together because everybody knows that it is difficult. Um, it can also be extremely rewarding. So if, if we are doing our jobs and we're really listening, then I think we do care after the photos have been taken and we do go back because there is a lot to learn and there's just relationships that have been built and hopefully, hopefully nurtured during that time and not, not um, being completely broken. Um, so I, you know, um, I, I personally don't think a lot of architects do go back. I personally think that most of them don't care after the photos have been taken, but um, we should, as as an industry, we should be caring about that kind of thing, I think. We, we, should, we should care, and I'll be the first to admit, I don't do it very often, though. Um, I should do it, and and for all the reasons that we've talked about, but to a certain extent... I don't know what it is, but, uh, and it depends. Maybe it's just a smaller scale, you know, little addition or something, uh, that I'm doing, uh, that I have done the last few years. Um, I don't often get an opportunity and to a certain extent, it's like, I, I haven't recreated the wheel here. And, um, you know, it's just, I have very little interest to go back and see it. So, you know, shame on me, I, you know, bad architect, but sometimes I just, I, I'm done with it. And and maybe that's just, this is, uh, part of this opinion is coming from the fact the last few years, it's been really difficult to find work. And oftentimes the little bit of work you're getting isn't very glamorous. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Sometimes projects don't work out that well, right? I mean, that does happen. And that, that could be a topic for another episode about, you know, what do you do when things go, you know, squirrely on you? on a project and, and, you know, you're not being invited back and you're not good friends and having barbecues with the, with your clients on the weekends. Um, but you know, to a certain extent, it's like, yeah, I'm done with that. It's time to move on. And, uh, you know, next, next project, next, next project up. Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder if it's, you know, in, in listening to what you were talking about earlier about, you know, kind of the production house, and how basically you kind of cranked it out and it was something that was being built, you know, completely void of you, um, that you don't necessarily have that intimate emotional connection to the building. Absolutely. You know, where like, you know, I've spent now, you know, on this one project now I'm on, you know, my fifth year of this project and it'll be six years by the time it's done. 
and it's six years that throughout the entire you know six times 365 days has been me dedicate well not every day but you know dedicated to this project and you know so i've been living it been you know so i mean it really is almost like a kid you know um so i have an emotional attachment to it and and i wonder if you know evan you know even the point that you bring up is do they care is it's not that they necessarily care it's just they never really developed that emotional attachment to it that you know you or i may have on you know like some of the projects that we work on that there's a lot that goes into you know like doing a school for say Mm -hmm. you know for instance i mean you get involved with the teachers you get involved with the principals you get involved with like the you know kind of like the daily life of some of these kids you know i'm going to see these kindergartners that when i started this project when they return to this building will be fifth graders yeah you know and i saw them as little five-year-old babies and now they're going to be 10 year olds and and it's gonna be you know i mean it's gonna be amazing to kind of see them walk in and you know kind of like wide-eyed and just oh wow you know look at this because i remember when i presented it to them when they were in third grade and i presented and said you know in two years when you go back to this school as a fifth grader this is what you're gonna you know see and you know it was just this amazing reaction so i kind of have you know almost this very intimate emotional connection to these buildings that i do and so that's probably why i do care a little bit more about them that you know i do want to see and learn from you know what i'm doing um and and i think that you know if, if i was just doing you know kind of like just this cranking stuff up uh i may not i don't know I, I would agree with you, Cormac. I, I think there's definitely a different uh, level of emotional uh, uh, investment in, in, in uh, the type of work you're doing compared to what I've spent more of my career doing. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely that. But, but it, it, in addition, I still sometimes, when I'm done with the project, I, I, I'm just, I'm ready to move on. Yeah. Uh, I No, I think that there's a little bit of that in, in every project, but. Um, you know, it's something definitely worth talking about. So you guys want to wrap this up? Yeah, let's, let's do that. All right. Cormac needs to get to bed. It's, it's getting pretty late for him anyway. <laughs> Although you're probably listening to this at, you know, Monday morning and driving to work, but, uh, uh, that's not when we're necessarily recording. So on that note, uh, if you have any questions or comments, please visit the website at arcaspeakpodcast.com. There you'll find links to the ArcaSpeak podcast Twitter account, our individual Twitter accounts, and the ArcaSpeak Facebook page. We enjoy hearing from our listeners as well, so call and leave us a message at 415-484-8496. And also don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. We especially love those. That's right. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. All right, we'll talk to you later. Thank you very much.